Alright, it's 2-21-2024, 10pm Mountain Time. We are live, Infinite Plane Radio. Open phones for open minds. Open phones for closed minds, brainwashed minds, everything in between. We're pretty much an open platform. We're not a closed system of ideas like the alt-media, which pretends to be seeking the truth, but really it's just another alternative box. And one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight is the reason why I'm advocating a quarantine, which we'll get into here. That was uh, Lucifer Tim, 33rd Degree, bringing us, bringing us in here tonight. I sent out live notifications, so we should see a number of individuals pouring in um, from one of the old sock accounts. It was down for months, so we'll have a few new faces. And also, and this is kind of a big deal, October of 2023, my Spotify account was pulled because of our channel stalker, uh, Goldfinch, had filed a false copyright strike against it. And that took down not only Spotify, but a number of podcasts attached to that RSS feed. And it also removed a large audience. I mean, we had, I believe, 360-some thousand um, um, hits on that particular platform, hundreds of subscribers on some, moving up to thousands on others. I think we had 4,000 on Apple Podcasts, and I think we were trending for some reason. I'm not exactly sure what video it was, but the numbers were going up quick. And then Goldfinch claimed falsely to own the podcast, and it was pulled. They WTC7'd the IPS. And that was exactly one year ago today. So this morning I wake up, I open my emails, and right when I open my emails I get an email from Spotify, who actually have their headquarters in the One World Trade Tower. And they told me that they're reinstating my account. They said it was... I, they didn't even admit to a mistake. They didn't give me a copy of the false copyright strike filed by the offender, although I requested it. Here's what they wrote. So, one year ago to the day, I was attempting to get Spotify to restore my podcast. I had 4K subs at the time. It was growing fast. And they said to me that day, and this was again a year ago, It has come to our attention that your podcast contains infringing content. Therefore, it has been taken down. I sent them copies of FBI reports to show I was being stalked. And I said, an identity thief falsely claimed the rights. Please send me the claimant's contact information, which they're legally required to do, and they never did it. So I, I contemplating, I, I, at the, right now actually I kind of am thinking about suing. I brought this up last year. Anyway, this morning, one year to the day, they said, thanks for reaching out, we've reviewed it, and we've restored your podcast. Which means that a lot of you who were subscribed, and look, 760 episodes deleted. And these are across multiple platforms. We're talking thousands of subscribers. We had a pretty big reach. Every time I would upload, I would get uh, basically a thousand hits a day per podcast. We were really gaining momentum. So just good news here. It's back on. But I'm also just pointing out how unfair the other side plays. They don't, they don't even respect um, the free flow of information, free speech, or any of that. Total trash. But... Interesting timing, I'm wondering now, because this is one of the things named and pointed out in my lawsuit, the identity 
thievery, the stealing of my content, and I'm wondering, maybe now that he sees that the case is progressing, and I actually sent him a copy of it, and he's maybe he's thinking he has to undo some of the damage. You know, he doesn't want to be caught with stolen property, which is what we're looking at here. All right, we're joined by Alan Smith, Osher, Portal Complex, Lord Laney, G33, Clockwork 113, Reverse History, Ears Up, and Osher. Oh, and by the way, this comes a few days after the YouTube channel gets monetized. So Alan Smith wants to call in only if you're not going to be a propaganda mule for alt media with establishment-friendly but censorable controlled opposition narratives. So if you're going to be a, a militant anti-pokey, if you're going to be a skyphobic, that's fine. But you just got to watch your language in terms of, uh, you know, what are you going to say? Are you going to come in here and say something that's going to get us pulled? Because it seems like that's the pattern here. They give you the ammunition to shoot yourself in the feet. And truthers are constantly shooting themselves in the feet. In fact, the title of tonight's live stream is What's Beyond Trutherville? And this is a valid question. You know, like, people think that they've opposed the mainstream, so now they're truthers. And I'm like, really? If you think about it, they're very complacent these days, and there's no standards of evidence whatsoever for what they believe. And it's just become increasingly incoherent. And what I'm saying is, is that the alt-media, if you really look at it, is a subset of the mainstream. It's a reaction to the mainstream. It's purely reactionary. It's not separate. Portal said fake O-Tube had a great show last night. I'll have to check it out. Okay, phones are open. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to censor anybody. But I will hang up on people. And I, I won't have any guilt about it. I will hang up on you if you're going to go into dangerous territory and you're going to rehash expired agitprop that really we shouldn't have fallen for in the first place. You know, I got a call from one of those scammy fundraisers, like they pretend to be fundraising for the cops or for the fire department. And I know this because I've worked for two of them. I worked for one in El Paso. It was like a just a, a room, a few phones, and a phone book. And we would be calling people at random and saying, this is so-and-so from the fire department. We're raising money for the orphaned children of firemen. And if somebody said they wanted to donate, our manager, the guy who organized it, would go out with a fireman's boot and collect money, and presumably it was going to orphans. I mean, I have no way of knowing. Well, then here I worked with one, and this was back when I was telemarketing, and I did it for fun, I did it for money, I did it because I was good at it, and I thought it was a valuable skill anyway. And in this one, we were raising money for the orphan children of police, supposedly. And people donate, they get a sticker on their car, and we hint that if you put this sticker on your car, the cops won't pull you over. Which is nonsense. But anyway, having looked into these, it's basically some kind of a scam. I, you should not accept cold calls asking for money under any circumstances. It was very scammy. In fact, the whole way we pitched it was scammy. The way that we concealed the name of the company by making it sound like it was our last name. I mean, my, my point is, you know, talking about this fundraising thing, and I got this call the other day, and they asked me for money. And I said, well, I don't support the police. I support BLM and the torching of police precincts because you still need to pay for what you've done to George Floyd. And I got them to hang up on me. 
I'm just pointing out that I have no problem being rude on the phone for if there's a, a valid reason. But yeah, I can get telemarketers to hang up on me. In fact, one of the fastest ways to get them to hang up on you is just to tell them, hey, you know, the world's flat. And you know what was, you know, you, you can't, I can't even say it live, but you tell them the latest current thing is fake. You tell them the world's flat. NASA's lying to them. And they will hang up on you. It used to be the opposite. Like, you couldn't get them to hang up. But I figured out how to clear the lines. G33 says, that's what the system's about. You censor yourself one way or the other. Embrace your servitude because it's trendy and normal. Well, no, I'm not advocating censorship. The thing is, um, carrying propaganda for the enemy that's designed to get you censored is just tactically foolish. And we should be past this. You're not doing anybody any service by repeating these mantras as though you're fighting an info war and you're going to get the truth out and wake up the normies. It's a false awakening. Red Pill is right-wing woke. And Trutherville is... It's like the, it's the mental equivalent of Chazistan these days. It's pretty embarrassing. It's abysmal. The standards of evidence are just exceptionally low. But I, I was um, communicating with some people over Discord this morning, and the question kind of came up, you know, who should we blame for this? Should we blame the cops because of all the fake events that they're not calling out? They're all part of this conspiracy. And it got me thinking about this idea of a scapegoat, because people want to know, who do we blame for this? But I'm raising the question, you know, is this even something to be angry about? You know, are we still reacting as though these events are real? Are we still being emotionally enmeshed and entangled with the world stage dramas? Or have we transcended it? And this is what I'm suggesting. The main thing here is that media is the common denominator in all fake events. It's not some nation. It's not some ethnicity. It's not some secret wing of the government. I mean, it, it's far more... Um, extensive than any one department and like when I first started looking at these events I was like wait it looks to me like the left is faking events to affect political opinion because they have an anti-gun agenda you can easily see that but then I'm like how come the NRA and why don't any of the pundits on the right ever call out the psyops the fakery you think they would do this but they don't they don't call out the fakery of the other side which would be easy like, if you were really desirous of taking down CNN, and you were with Alt Media or Fox, you could do it. They could do it in a concerted way. But I realize they protect each other's psyops. Left-wing won't call out fake terror attacks. Right-wing won't call out fake shootings. And that's because they share a backstage. And that's really all you need to know. You know, So you can realize that anybody taking sides is not recognizing that there's not just two sides, there's a third side, and that's the one that controls the two. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, Alan Smith, you're trying to hook me up with Dr. Shiva. Yeah, look, I don't know if he would talk to me. I almost feel like I'm toxic. I mean, I'd be happy to, but a presidential candidate, and also, here's one other thing, and this gets into the quarantine, and how do I put this? I guess the best way to put it is if you're a politician, you're by nature an auto-believer. Look, you can't be a free thinker in the box. 
And so I'll be forced to pretend to believe things. I might be kind of like in a weird position to where I can't just say, hey, I don't believe that. I don't dispute that. And I don't want to be argumentative. But what I'm saying is I am right now making it a point to create a schism. We have to create a fracture. We have to break away from the world stage. And that includes all hope in various politicians. And one other thing, I'm not so interested in people who are still enmeshed in the geopolitics of blaming Israel for everything or blaming immigrants for everything. And that's one of the things. It's like, okay, you're not PSYOP aware. You're in the box. Do we have anything in common? And we truly don't. And it might be damaging to even have them speak to me on, you know, because, you know, for example, if you don't include in your general assessment that space is fake, that nukes are fake, then we don't exist in the same reality. You exist in the augmented reality that the masses exist in. And that's not a judgment against someone. It's not a criticism. It's just like, you're in a religious cult. I'm a non-believer, and I'm fomenting a culture of disbelief to break away from your toxic mind control operation. And I don't want to pretend like I'm trying to build bridges or like I'm trying to blend in with the mainstream like we actually want to refute them and anybody carrying the propaganda carrying the mainstream view of geopolitics is part of the info war they're on the wrong side of the screen so sure we can talk but i just don't know what our common ground is whatsoever i mean if you can give me some ideas what we could talk about where we might have some overlap on a venn diagram but the more i'm looking at this the more i'm seeing that no there is no overlap with people who haven't come to certain realizations and the sooner we realize this the better uh, so this is the article I posted today a PSYOP will be 2024's word of the year media is the common denominator in all the fake events and we must consider the role of media as state religion to appreciate its purpose fully the monolithic nature of the controls goes beyond mere media synchronization. It recruits actors from all societal institutions, military, police, religion, academia, onto the world stage. They play their parts, but few, if any, would have the big picture. Uh, politicians do not have the big picture. They're insulated. And if they're insulated, it means that they're willingly being led around like dummies. Or they're insiders, and they know and they're not saying. Uh, World War III started a long time ago. It's always been an information war. And who's in control of it? And this is where I, I try to break away from people seeking scapegoats. We don't have enough information. Who to blame? Who to scapegoat? I don't know who is at the top of this mass perception management operation. I would say, though, whoever's in charge, whoever's at the top level of this, didn't create it. It's been around a long time. They didn't create it. They inherited it. Now, someone asked me today if we should defund the police, if we should blame law enforcement for not standing up against this. And I'm saying this is bigger than law enforcement. This is bigger than some rogue element in the FBI. Like, just to give you an idea, when I was in the military, I was NBC, Nuclear Biological Chemical. And my job was ensuring unit readiness in case we had nuke fallout. That was the main thing. Now, every single person in the military does drills to prepare for some kind of high altitude nuclear blast, which 
leaves fall out and they learn how to do the decontamination. That's standard. Everybody's trained to believe these things. So in many ways I'm thinking that the standing army's job clearly isn't to protect us from nukes. Their job is to maintain the belief in this fabrication that is part of the mental infrastructure of our world concept. That we all need to believe that the world can be blown up at the push of a button and we're in this circular firing squad, mutually assured destruction could happen at any time if somebody wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. So we better put faith in our leaders, vote for the right people, etc. It's a mind game, but they need it to exist in the form of a consensus belief. And the military is a huge part of building up the consensus about the threats. And truthers, I've been saying, within their minds, within their consensus, they have a worldview that is a perfect firewall against calling out the fakery. But to look for a singular scapegoat is to miss the monolithic merger of the news media, politicians, the DHS, university, universities for indoctrinating people into this worldview. But it's a mind war operation that's too vast to single out a few low-level players and blame a few a small number of individuals, like a George Soros, for example, People are always saying George Soros, and now it's Alex Soros who are introducing his son who owns the Atlantic. It's like um, these billionaire bad guys, which is kind of a funny concept. You've got Bill Gates, George Soros. These are individuals on the left. The left thinks they're gods. The left finds these individuals to be saviors. Bill Gates is a savior to them. The right thinks that these are devils, that they are depopulating the world. So the right sees the left's billionaires as evil, the left sees them as saviors. Similarly, on the, on the other side, Elon Musk, billionaire savior to the right, but the end of civilization to the left. So the, these billionaire saviors are also examples of how bifurcated the system is. And it's just choose your side, and then you pick the appropriate villain and savior. And the fact that it's bifurcated tells you it's fake. That's autohoxology axiom 47. But to continue here, one thing we can take away from our observations over the years here is that government is not what we think. There are not governments, plural. There is one singular governing entity. And it uses the same mind-controlling media psywar tactics everywhere to govern the various citizens. It's pretty much the case that anyone that has any nation that has a space program, you can guarantee there's no way they're outside of this thing. The media manufactures contemporary myths, and these myths are part of our narrative structures that put us into a consensus reality. Walking on the moon, myth. Uh, what happened in 2001 on September the, uh, September the 11th could be considered in many ways something of a crucifixion. Like it's a, a sacrificial event that gets everybody on the same sheet. It hits a reset button, now we all have a universal threat. But these are very powerful myths. And to say you don't believe in it really upsets the apple cart. You're supposed to just believe it. And the worldwide consensus among governments, among all these uh, governmental structures, it is obviously their agreement that the best way to maintain the status quo, to maintain peace, is mind war on the masses. We are being subject to a ubiquitous mind war every day. It's not just psyops every few years. It's not just a big traumatic event, something spectacular every few years. It's the daily 
world view filtering, the selectivity, the omissions. So when we see these psychological operations, people want to get triggered. People, if they're woke, they're mad at the right for causing it. If they're on the right, they're mad at the left for causing it. If they're blue pill, they're apathetic, they're blaming, you know, America, gun culture, but whatever it is. People do react to the atrocity propaganda. And when I'm looking at these events, like an event that I know it's fake, I don't feel like I'm a victim. Like, I'm not outraged that they did another one, because this is the standard operating procedure. I'm over it. These aren't false flags. People aren't dying. These mind war tactics aren't triggering to me. The fake atrocities aren't a grievance. I don't feel aggrieved. This is mind control theater for the unenlightened. That's what it truly is. And the fact that I've stepped outside of it makes me a bit more objective. I'm not reactive to it. I don't feel like, oh, there's a fake shooting. I have to go um, confront the I have to somehow react to it automatically because these are for the most part, these are just standard daily things and occasionally one stands out. But I try to keep the big picture in mind. I'm trying not to get involved in any activism. For example, after every shooting, the right wing goes on a criticism about how the police were cowards and they didn't run in and do anything. These are stories that all presume the thing happened. But my point here is about limiting engagement at this time. There's no point to activism. Without addressing monolithic media psywar, any action at all is ineffective and misguided. What are you going to do? March behind Patriot Front? You know, run with Antifa? The only action worth taking is for skeptics to quarantine from the non-skeptical media, to engage in zero activism from the mainstream or alt-media framework. This is why I'm saying I have nothing to do with politicians. Politicians are operating from the mainstream framework. They're victims of mind control, they're brainwashed, they're reality impaired, they're blinkered. We don't have a lot in common. And this is an important thing, this breakaway, because any, any meaningful engagement has to begin at the level of media deconstruction. We have to build a body of unscreened, out-of-the-box minds. And there's already we have the numbers. It's just that it hasn't been organized. And what I'm suggesting here is that we have to have a period of ideological quarantine. Let's go ahead and create a, a break, a break away from Trutherville, point out the flaws in their arguments. Debates may be a part of it, but the whole point of it is there's no value in organizing reactive, emotionally triggered, brainwashed truthers. Auto hoaxers are right. We have it correct. The only reason this isn't the standard for all truthers is that alt media is 100% gatekept and misdirected. And political action of any kind from within the mainstream media worldview is pointless. I'm not following Trump. I'm not following any of these characters because they're following a script and I'm not following the script. I'm not part of their Truman show. I'm opting out. And those who are still glued to the controlled opposition movements are going to find it very difficult to justify their stances in the coming months as what we do develops. Because there's no self-correcting mechanisms in Trutherville. Anything goes. Logical fallacies are an acceptable form of lying among truthers. There's seemingly an inability for any of them to admit when they're wrong. But we have to foment division 
to create a tipping point if we want to progress. There's a lot of people out there who are unwittingly lying. They're being dishonest because of what I would consider to be a bad operating system, a belief system. The alt media is a belief system. It looks at mainstream critically and assumes everything's real but some things are false flags. They add to. It's a subset of the mainstream. That's what alt media is. And without even consciously or deliberately deciding to lie or promulgate deception, they do. And it's out of habit and it's how they're sold. This belief system. The mainstream belief system we all know is basically built upon an edifice of lies and more or less default beliefs. What we're offering here is not an alternative belief system. It's not even an alternative belief system to the alt belief, but rather it's more of a it's a stable philosophical posture of skepticism. You could call it an operating system. It's more active than a passive belief system. But my point here is we're reaching critical raft. We have to have the numbers and organize them, but it begins with the quarantine, which is what our think tank actually is. You know, we're not closed. It's not an echo chamber, but we do represent something of a quarantine from the knee-jerk anti-mainstream version of events, which is the truthers, which is, again, it's just a reactionary thing. And the objective now, my, my object objective with this thing is to enlarge this open system, um, the think tank, and create the parallel media, the alternative to the fake alt media. There isn't any representation for it. It doesn't exist on the world stage. It's probably not supposed to, but that is where we're heading with this. So let me go ahead and go back to your comments. Cope says we wouldn't want to have Dr. Shiva to have an auto hoax smack mental breakdown. Alan Smith says he's using his campaign to give them hell. Right. He may be. I just, look, I would be happy to talk to someone. I just want to make sure that we have some common ground because, you know, for example, a, a few years ago I was working with dark matter and I was, you know, delving into paranormal. And I'm like, you know, paranormal is a step back. Like, this isn't entertainment, even though it's extremely entertaining. It's intriguing. It's engaging. A lot of this is educational, but this is not done for mere entertainment or escapism. Uh, I'm not here to be politically active because I know the political system is... Look, the, the whole point of this thing is global mind control. Entertainment is a substrate of mind control. Politics, a substrate of mind control. Very little is outside of it. The universities... I mean, look, something else to point out too. I'm, I'm not a denialist. I don't reject... Um, I'm not anti-science or any of this stuff, but there's a point where our reality becomes augmented with movie magic, with lies, with logical, uh, logically fallacious argumentation, um, ways of getting us to accept things. A lot of a lot of um, loaded questions, but the, the point of it is this: the masses are designed, or rather, they're conditioned to be, because the system is designed this way. The masses are conditioned to be believers who don't know with any real certainty about really anything beyond the fringes. They're, they're stuck with the default belief system. If they have some inkling that something more is going on, they go deeper into the matrix. There is no opt-out.
and there really hasn't been until we've assembled this raft. Alright, let's continue here. Meek Willie says, why Joe, B Joe Biden tweeted after the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, one of his aides probably did it. They tweeted a picture of him with the dark Brandon glowing eyes. The left can't meme. You know, in 2016-2017, I noticed that the Republicans with Trump were dog-whistling conspiracy theorists, and they brought them all in. And they said, hey, conspiracy theorists, we believe you in everything. And we're even going to hint that Trump is part of it. And if you vote for him, we're going to win the game. We're going to beat the conspiracies. We're going to beat the deep state. That was 2016-2017, eight, eight years ago. Nothing has changed. But one thing that I noted was, at that time, is that many people who are close to the edge, close to stepping off the world stage, so to speak, just as they reached the edge, they were dragged back in, and they thought they could vote. And my point here is that this year, I really want to make a point to break away from people who are getting sucked into the system. We have to have a quarantine, a period of quarantine, where we uh, more or less consolidate all of our main ideas or at least our every one of our axioms that we're sort of suggesting ought to be applied automatically to any mainstream media claims fake until proven real even discussions about fakeability this is stuff that's outside the purview of the normal news consumer and they don't know the abject fakeability of world stage events and one of the points I've been really hammering on here is that the model we have of the world it's not as simple as oh we have a model it's a ball in space no the model is how you see it your concept of where we are in time how everyone else sees the world our consensus agreed upon worldview even though we fight over a lot of the details the big picture consensus view is what I would consider to be the model that we all live within but the model the map no it's not the territory and there's a point where yeah, they deliberately overlap it to reduce the amount of friction. They don't want it to be obvious. Good liars don't lie 100% of the time. Good liars lie strategically whenever they get away, whenever they can get away with it. But most of the time they tell the truth. Otherwise, they wouldn't have your trust. Similarly, the media seems to be giving you a faithful representation of the world. You wouldn't really even notice unless you're looking deeply where it doesn't align perfectly. But people take it for granted through habit, through tradition, through conditioning, and it becomes more or less a downloading of information about the world into one's mind every day without any real parsing of the information. And there's just not enough time to parse it all. We can't spend every day going through every mass shooting deciding, you know, asking, is this one fake or is this one real? This next rocket launch, is this going to be real? Are they finally going to the moon this time? you wouldn't have enough time and that's by design that's the flood but you don't need to once you understand how this thing works you can categorically debunk various strategies various operations just by looking at the basic trappings of it a corn fed radio says it's all fake well look it's fake until proven real and if they don't provide a burden of proof you're not obliged to believe it and not believing it does not make you a denialist Non-belief is not denialism. Now, what we're doing here isn't political activism. We're not right-wing. 
you know, I'm, I'm not, I mean, if you are, if that's your thing, fine. But what we're doing is entirely separate. This is a, a philosophical movement, if anything. We're filling in this void where objectivism used to reside, but objectivism was always compromised by mass media. It never quite achieved its ideal. But the concept of objectivism was really a refutation of the subjectivist trends in philosophy, in religion, that had really just defined humanity up to a certain point. And objectivity doesn't exist in the mainstream mediated world. It's fluid, reality fluid at this point. But the people who have an objective view, the ones who know how reality is manipulated, are at a very high level of this pyramid. Cornfed says he's banned on the other channel. I'm not sure. If you just want to send me a, a link to your channel, I'll pull you out of the dungeon in case somebody banned you. But you can't say it's all fake. I mean, you can. Some people do. But um, to say it's all fake, I say fake until proven real if. And what are the ifs? If there's an obvious political agenda attached to it. If it's a, an extraordinary claim. If it has all the hallmarks of a PSYOP that we talk about all the time. So we're not just saying as a blanket statement, because to say everything's fake is just as bad as saying everything is real. And you know, funnily enough, when people criticize this, they'll say, oh, you just say everything's fake. I'm like, no, I have stipulations. But you believe everything's real, and you have no stipulations because you have mind aids. You're not filtering. Okay, phones are open if you want to call in. Um, the number is 505-349-0420. I didn't have the ringer on, and I have it on now, so if you want to call in. Cornfed says it's all a stage. Yeah, here's how I'm explaining it now. If you haven't seen Newsbenders, I highly recommend it. Newsbenders is about a news agency. Someone gets promoted high enough to where he finds out that they write the news five years in advance. Well, if you look at history, what is history but a record of mainstream media, the power elite, those who can afford it, those who are writing the history, who obviously are in positions of power, um, are really just a record of their version. So his story, Big Brother's story. But if you look at history, it's just your daily news going back in time. The premise of newsbenders is that they're writing the news years in advance and acting it out on the world stage. In other words, we have a meta script, we have a big story, and one of the one of the ways they the main way they reinforce it is in advance. They do predictive programming. In advance, you're given the stories through hints, through foreshadowing, to condition you to accept it as inevitable when they pull off this event that they were preparing you for. So there's a, a logic to all of this. Infinite Plane Radio. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me okay? Yes, I hear you. Fine. Are we on? Yes, we are on. Thank you for calling. Ah, you, you forgot me? I, I, I'm the guy who was trying to hook you up with Dr. Shiva for a while, remember? Oh, yes, yes. I was, um, yeah, the reason I, I was bringing this up is um, 
when I'm talking to somebody, I want to be honest. And I don't want to just purely disagree or debate. And it might be harmful for me, or rather for them, I mean, to have a conversation with me because, you know, I, like, I really want to be honest this year. And, you know, someone has a proposition and it's like, look, um, the fact that space is fake is huge. And I think people, un I think, look, 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 this is the thing. I think people understate the significance. Look, the fact that space is fake undermines the entire spectacle of geopolitics. So how can we have a rational conversation with someone who has to operate on the premise that the world stage is essentially real? I mean, what we're doing is really the vanguard well, of something new. And it's like, I don't know if we have a lot of overlap. Well, okay. First, let me t tell you how he is. He, he's a person that's open. Like when people post things to me, he'll say, well, you know, I don't know. Tell me about it. That kind of thing. So he, he's, different. He, he's not a politician at all. He's, he's angry with what, what happened because he got duped. Uh, you know, he, he, he was for Trump in the beginning, then he did the whole thing, the analysis, and realized, wait a minute, he's part of the system. And so he's, he's tearing, he knows he, he's not going to get elected, but he's using this platform to build his organization, you know, bottoms up. You two have a lot in common. But, you know, I think he'd learn stuff from you. And I well, maybe, to his, uh, his maybe. Who's... maybe he would have some overlap if this. If he recognizes the monolithic nature of media, quote, globally, and if he saw the power, potentially the power and influence he could have by being part of a breakaway, then maybe there's something to it. Because what I'm saying is that all media is garbage. Trutherville is corrupt and it's controlled by the mainstream. There is no platform for true outsiders. And if he really is an outsider, he might see the value in what we're doing. Because what we're trying to do is we're breaking up with alt media. We're, we're drawing a firm line. I, I hear, I, I, I follow you. I, I get it. I think he would. I mean, because what he's technically doing, he's tearing them up left and right apart. He's blowing them up apart, showing that, the, you know, did you see his, um, his video on the swarm that went viral? I, I thought you would have picked yes, that up already. Yes, yes. So he, he does sound to me like uh, someone who's legitimately an outsider. Um, but if he hasn't arrived at these, I can understand. You know, there's like what we're talking about a super fringe, but I, I would be interested in someone's thoughts, especially if they were willing to go all the way, if they're willing to break with the world stage model and upset and really turn over an apple cart, which is what we're doing. What we're doing is damaging to the establishment, not only um, their narrative infrastructure, but it's in many ways, I think it would discredit a lot of their mind control in general. It would be quite, I think... I don't know, cleansing, if we could have it. Remember, he's a, sci he's a scientist first, you know, you know he, so the whole thing, and, and you, you heard about the hell they caught because he was 14 when he discovered email, and because he's a dark-skinned Indian, all, he, he met up with all kinds of racism and, and all kinds of shit that, they, you know, they threw the book at him, I mean, <laughs> with everything. And, he, and the way he grew up in, in Jersey, so he grew up, you know, he, he, so technically he's supposed to be a nerd, but he's got swag. You know, he played baseball. He had an 85-mile-an-hour uh, uh, fastball. He hung up with the black kids and, and stuff like that. See what I'm saying? He doesn't fit any of their models. And, so, and, he, and he's brilliant. And, and he's, he's, he's a regular dude, man. You know what I'm saying? So um, uh, uh, he, he's open to learn. So one of the things I told his assistant, I said, well, he still thinks, you know, he believes in, you know, 
gravity and the you know the earth is right i think i told you about that and i told her i said well he's gonna have to learn a few things and so she by watching you she's learned a lot you see what i'm saying and so we're all rooting that you guys have that conversation that meeting if anyone can be convincing to him i think tim it would be you well it would be interesting because look what i'm trying to do here what we're doing here is we're in we're trying to amalgamate anybody out there who's seen through the BS and isn't just lying along to get along or choosing the lesser of two evils, which is what I think a lot of people do. And what we're doing represents a true, authentic, uh, in, in a way it's a philosophical breakaway. And there's no turning back from where we're headed with this thing. And I think it can metastasize. And I, I do want to attract people into it who would want to take um, vocal positions because what we're doing is we're challenging the dominant paradigm in a very fundamental way that it needs to be called out that nobody's doing but um yeah i mean i would be happy to have more support in this because we are pretty much the only ones making it our purpose to lead this to make it happen because it won't happen without us it, it, everything's too complacent nobody has the perspective mm -hmm. i hear you and and another my mag uh, switch the topic so, so this, this goldfinch thing. So now they they gave you back your, your channel. Was I heard you said about Spotify? Technically, goldfinch is is in the in the in that mix. And what they're trying to do is trying to just ease you. I think. So they they're like, uh oh, this guy got pretty far. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's just turn his faucet. You know, give him some electricity again. To give him some water. Maybe he'll shut up. <laughs> I think they're trying to appease me. I think they're trying to appease me because I spoke to Google's attorney, and they had to agree with me that fraud was committed, and they're probably culpable, even though they deny it. And as soon as that happened, I'm like, wait, I get an email from YouTube. It's like, hey, you're monetized no. again. You can sell memberships. You yeah. can make money again. And then Spotify's like, hey, remember you had these 4,000 subs? It's back on. You can monetize it. I'm like, wait, this is all very convenient. And I feel like they're trying to appease me leading up to any potential settlement talks. But uh, well, that's what they did with Sheba. When Sheba was suing the pants off them and, and everything, they, they said, okay, we'll put you back on Twitter on that. And he's like, no, 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 that's, that's not what I want. He want you know he wanted the whole the whole thing and they're like oh no no dude dude so you know the, the judge silenced him and all, all all you know you know wouldn't let him go but so far and he refused he would he wouldn't you know he he wouldn't take the bait so that's the, you know I've seen it before so it seems like that's what they're doing with someone like you now 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 they come to you, okay we'll 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 placate you we'll you know we'll, like we'll appease you we'll give you all oh, your yeah, well, yeah you can come back on you know. So wait a minute. What do you mean? Why? What you just did was wrong. I just sue, sue your asses. Yeah, I think that might be it because they know I'm not happy about this. And what's more, we are a legitimate underdog who've been targeted by government, government-connected hackers, and we've been censored. Like most people say, they're censored. It's like, well, no, it's a private platform. It's not censorship. But when the government shuts you down, you have a legitimate claim to say that you've been censored and we have been the ips has been targeted and there's nothing they can do that will soften my stance at this point short of giving me goldfinches you know head on a on a charger on a, on a platter but no there's nothing they can do because it's about principle now it's not about money it's about principle and yeah you know this is going to be a good year for us because all i need to do is consolidate a certain number of people and i know what we can do and what we're doing is it's I, I think it's impossible to overstate it, 
but I'm just going to let the results speak for themselves. I know what we're doing. It needs to be done. There's a huge philosophical vacuum. A lot of people are probably tired of having their intelligence insulted. They've been rendered visually illiterate, and we're led by idiots. I mean, I hate to say it, but the fact of it is, those of us who know better, who have, you know, who can think clearly and objectively, we are more or less subjugated to the terrified mobs whenever they're triggered. And if they're, if somebody pushes a button, everybody gets triggered, and they start looting all the toilet paper or something, you know, we have to deal with that. So we're not the dominant force here. The free thinkers, the ones who know what's going on, we are actually subjugated more or less. We're controlled by the power elite through their power exercised through the masses. The masses are a bunch of puppets and we have to break away from it and the truthers have been co-opted and that's why I'm leading this concept of parallel media, breaking away from alt. Mm -hmm. Now, can I, the third topic, now I heard your introduction. I hope I'm not stepping on what, what, you know, revisiting something you don't want to revisit. My, My question is about the chemtrails versus contrails, right? May, may, may I ask a question on that? Oh, yeah, by all means. That's actually a safe topic. I just think a lot of people are mad about it, but that's fine. It's, it's great to talk about. Okay. Now, here's, here's, here's what I'm confused about. Okay, that people are thinking that thing, people are spraying things and coming from the sky. Okay, fine. But I, I can tell you what I've, what I've watched and, and time. They... Can contrails be uh, spread out and 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 cause weather issues? Yeah, this is the fascinating one. And so there's like half a dozen logical fallacies built into the whole premise, and one of them has to do with faulty causality. A happens before B, therefore A causes B. Not true. However, what happens is if the conditions we're talking about humidity, altitude, and pressure are conducive to precipitation, it will be indicated by passing planes with hot jet exhaust because their exhaust will leave trails. But they're only leaving the trails because of the pre-existing climactic conditions. So the trails are indicators of climate or weather at the time. They're not causing the weather. They're Mm -hmm. indicators. So you can actually use condensation trails to predict the weather. But when people see the condensation trails first, then the weather happens. They think, okay, it caused the weather. Well, no, it would have happened anyway. The fact that they spread out as cirrus clouds and lingered is just a testament to the weather condition that was already there. So it's just faulty causality. Okay. Okay, what, okay, what, what do you say to this? So I watched a plane just, just circling and, and, and having a good old time, right? And, and, the, the 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 whatever you call these trails, contrails, whatever, they spread out. And I told and I told my neighbor says, in two hours it's going to rain, and sure enough, it it always does. Now, what 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 do we call that? Okay, that was a prediction based on an indicator. Like so, the the serious clouds were only able to form because it was a day that was conducive to rain. It was going to rain anyway that day. But because the plane was there, you had further indication in advance because the, the cirrus cloud or the anthropogenic cirrus cloud, the trail lingered. So it's just, it's just putting the um, cause and the effect in the wrong place. Sort of like, for example, Crow777 says, 
if you have contrails, you can boil vinegar in your yard, and the contrails will disappear. Yeah, I heard that and crazy. Yeah, that, look, I've, I've seen people. Crazy. I've seen people yeah. pray away the contrails, <laughs> but I'm like, wait, here's the error though. It would have gone away regardless. <laughs> Similarly, it would have rained regardless. So this is just one of the fallacies, and it has to do with causality, and that's a trick. Another trick is, what are they spraying? Well, that question contains the premise that there is a spray, a substance coming out of the plane. Yeah, it, I, I uh, get that. I get that. But it's tricky. I, I don't go that far. I, I'm look. I'm looking at what what I what I was able to observe several times, and so, like I said, but the this plane. Okay, the the, the time speaking on time the time of speaking of this plane was going wild. I mean, it was it was it was it was up to something. It was it it wasn't on a regular course, and then the 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 contrails they spread out spread out and and it keeps the sky gray and you know and now what about the whole thing that supposedly they want to block the sun blah 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 and i guess isn't dampness conducive to you know viruses and things like that you know so okay let me address that because there is something what do you say to that okay there is something you're a, a couple of good points here i mean when you see that plane going over and it looks like it might be dumping something or, or causing the rain, I think that can be explained by looking at weather reports from years back. You have to consult the, the, the historical weather patterns and like, does it tend to rain at this time? So I think you could generally connect it to the climate. And the reason why I've really led with this is that I've been looking at Air Force charts from the 50s and 60s that they used to predict the conditions that would cause contrails because they don't want trails because it'll give away their positions so therefore i i heard you say that but because they don't want the trails because they don't want it maybe because it because it screws up the weather what happens if they now they 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 weaponized and said okay we wanted to to screw up the weather no no the military had to um pay attention to this because it would give away their locations but now here's the thing nasa is claiming that the condensation trails are actually causing global warming. They are making that argument. So they're saying that they want to create a plan where planes can now adjust their flight patterns to not create the condensation trails, which is what the military has already done. So it's kind of interesting here that NASA is now correlating condensation trails with global warming, which was originally a claim made by chemtrail theorists. They would say, oh, they're altering the weather. It's geoengineering. And what my point of it is, it seems like chemtrail theorists have magically come to agree with the climate change people that man is altering the weather. And that's the premise I think they smuggled in. And I think that's the real purpose to chemtrail theory itself. I think that it's out there to get people to think that man's screwing up the world. But the right wing, the, the conspiracy theorists will say it's being done by secret government projects, whereas the left says it's being done by, you know, capitalism. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> but hey, I, I appreciate the call, and thanks for um, offering some clarity on, on Dr. Shiva. And I have listened to a number of his conversations. I heard him talk about the caste system. Very enlightened individual, highly intelligent, very entertaining to listen to. I'll go ahead and check out some of his recent um, discussions. And yeah, I would, I would like to talk to him. I just don't want to go into this um, without him being aware of where I'm coming from. I'm not a flat earth believer. But you know, you know what I mean? You, you, you spoke to his... 
you have, you have the information for his assistant, right? Or yes. should I give it to you offline? You know, um, I do actually. We have been contacted and they asked me to send uh, some interviews I've done. And so I wanted to make sure that, you know, before we talk, we at least lay down some essentials. Like my premise, what we're operating from, is that there is a worldwide cooperation between all governments by some power elite against the masses. And that's where I think his concept of the swarm may actually tie in here. Because if you can say that someone's in control of the monolithic mind control apparatus, it's what I would consider to be the people at the top of the pyramid uh, who are in the know, the capstone. So there might be some overlap. You know, it'll be a great conversation anyway. I don't, you know, he's not, you know, I, what I get from him, he's not that kind of guy. You know, he won't, he, he'd be curious as to what, what, what you're saying. You know, and, he, and he, he has no problem saying, hey, I, I don't know about that. You know, like some of the other folks, they feel like they got to know everything. They got to feel like they always got to be on top. You know, he's a real scientist. He can go, well, I, tell me about that. Okay. You know, I think we may actually have something here. I think we might. Uh, I, I was I was just a little hesitant because I'm, I'm trying to really maintain a, a sense of consistency. And I want to, I don't want to be exclusive or, or keep people out. But at the same time, I want to make sure we're somewhat on the same sheet. So we're not debating debating over things and we can have a more productive conversation because I think what we're talking about here is uh, I think this is this should be the main topic the main topic of so-called truthers is you know trying to understand the infrastructure of the media matrix itself and nobody's there they're caught up in the stories they're caught up in the rabbit trails well he tells people you know it's it's all theater you know this whole thing is truth freedom and health so you know, I, I, I like I said, I think it'd be your health. It'd be interesting to say the least. I, you know, I think he'd welcome a, a conversation with you. Okay. Well, hey, I appreciate the call. I will send out an email tonight. I actually have it right here on my phone. Um, I got a packet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out and because I do want to talk to a lot of people, but I want to make sure that I'm I'm speaking from the position what I call the off-world stage perspective, which isn't being dismissive of people's beliefs, but I'm pointing out that I'm making a firm distinction, you know, between beliefs and 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 knowledge, and that leaves me in a position of being a non-believer about so much. But yeah, hey, thank you for the call, and I appreciate the questions, and uh, we'll continue. All right, and keep up the good work. Keep up, we you know we we we, we enjoy listening to you. <laughs> you know, I can't listen to, to the to the news that you know made all. All media, all any of that stuff, it just it drives me insane. I mean, you remember, you know, X twenty two, and the, every time these guys are referred, you know, you know uh, Q posts from eighteen seventy four, ninety, you know, ninety seven. Like uh, you, like you guys, really, really, you guys still at that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm aiming for elevating our standards of evidence, and and this, like, honestly, the truthers should be the intelligentsia of media because they're paying attention and they've been awash with mentanol laced red pills and we're trying to fix that too much hopium out there anyway appreciate the call have a great <laughs> evening okay take care all right and i will reach out to dr shiva i i would i was um in communication with the assistant there and I'm like, you know, I don't want to screw up someone running for the president. They talk to me, and then some soundbite comes out and reflects poorly upon them. I just That's what I mean when I said I'm toxic. I'm like, what we're doing is very toxic from the perspective of the mainstream, when in truth it's, it's actually more like a 
like a penicillin. Like, we're actually curative. This is mind war inoculation. Hark says, Trump derangement syndrome has infected many. Oh yeah, TDS is real. Alec Baldwin had it so bad after dressing up like Trump for SNL that he went on the movie set of Rust and he shot Joel Souza, who had Donald Trump's birthday. That's Trump derangement syndrome. It's all contrived. Orange man bad. I mean, that gets old. And look, they're like, oh, we're going to take his, they're going to take his buildings. They're going to seize his property. He's paying $87,000 a day in, in interest. And sorry, it's not going to happen. Turns out that if he wins, Truth Social is going to become increasingly valuable. And it's been estimated that because of his share, he will make something like $4 billion. Like Trump will be a billionaire for real if he wins this time. And I think he does. I mean, I don't know for sure, but, well, maybe Harris, maybe President Harris. I mean, Biden's not going to make it to the finish line, I don't think. So we were talking about the raft, the parallel media, an alternative to fake alt media, and it gets a little contentious at times, and it's going to be contentious because we're challenging orthodoxies, and it needs to be done. The alt media thinks it's speaking truth to power by calling out the fake media, but they don't know that they're in the same box fighting an unwinnable info war. What we have done is we have stepped outside of that box and we have to get as many people outside of the box as possible then we can launch an effective criticism. If you want to see the world stage burn, which is you know figuratively speaking the world stage construct, then you want to get with us. You want to be on this side. You want to join our raft and, and have the frame of reference that contains a continuity of media deconstruction going back to 2015-2016. I mean, we hit some major reset buttons. And we're not here saying we know that the Earth is, you know, like these, these uh, mischaracterizations of what we're talking about. It's like, no, we know that our worldview has been formed for us by liars. They give us crappy cartoons, NASA tunes. The major state religion is apparently the Church of NASA-tology which is just like Scientology, except it has better special effects, but their actors are not as good. But that's it. We are in a, a space religion, which is a... It's all about, again, worldview, establishing parameters, setting the stage. Like, our worldview today now contains instant annihilation. That's, like, on the table. Russia putting nukes into orbit. That's on the table. But... More importantly here, it's not about what we know to be fake or what we've come to believe. It's our operating system. It's our stable, skeptical posture. Skepticism at this level does not exist. It's been co-opted. It's been thrown into questioning reality. No, we're not questioning reality. We're confirming reality and testing reality-testing claims that would contradict it. But it doesn't exist. Objectivism has always been compromised, and there is a vacuum or a void where a lot of people were breaking away from subjectivist belief systems and trying to arrive at a more rational understanding of the world and our place in it and that got sabotaged and here I think we have an opportunity to reestablish that but outside the confines of their box I don't think this was meant to happen what we're trafficking in here is privileged information 
even knowing that the screen itself is a filter and not a window. That's the very starting point. You know, that is the essential hoodwink. The dividing line between those who've, sh who've been shown the light, the Illuminati, the illuminated, and those in darkness, the dividing line is the monolithic worldview filter. It is that screen. And most of the people who serve this thing are still on the wrong side of the screen, or they're deeper in it. Total mind control. All right, let me go through your comments. Yeah, about the planes. Okay, look, I think the contrail chemtrail thing is the most fascinating thing because it looks to me like the worldview infrastructure needs you to believe that we're in the end times or that man is going to destroy the world. They need that inculcated into your belief system. But if you lean right, you don't buy climate change, you don't buy global warming, you don't buy the premise that man can destroy the world. Although if you have a traditional value system and a traditional religion, you might believe in Noah's flood and maybe God could punish everyone. But outside of that, they need people who reject the leftist perspective on the climate to accept a similar analogous concept, and they do. They both believe man is screwing up the world. One thinks it's CO2, one thinks it's geoengineering secret government programs. One blames private sector and free market cap uh, capitalism, uh, all of our, you know, our economic activities, and the other side blames DARP, uh, DARPA and HARP. You see how that works? It's bifurcated. And any major disagreement that's perfectly split down the middle that's interchangeable, that should be mutually exclusive, but they're both somehow true at the same time. Yeah, they're both fake. But the tricky thing about the airplanes is simply that your observations will will indicate to you that there is seemingly in sequence. Plane flies over, leaves a trail, trail lingers, then it rains. That looks like the cause. It looks like the effect, but it's all sleight of mind. The trick of it is those trails would not have appeared were the conditions not prepared to dish out rain or snow or something, whatever it was. But you would have to consult previous records and see, okay, is this the typical weather? Does it always rain at this time? But mis messing up cause and effect, yeah, that's an easy thing to fall for. The purpose to bring this up, though, is that this is what I would consider to be a truth or orthodoxy. And there's half a dozen logical fallacies, shifting the burden of proof, loaded question, argument from ignorance, which means not including the body of evidence that would support the alternate explanation or the status quo. You have to fight against that first. Then you have the appeal to motive. Oh, the bad guys are so bad, why wouldn't they be dumping chemicals on our heads? So you have a lot of what I would consider to be dishonest argument styles that go into promoting the idea and it spreads like a mind virus. It's a misconception. But the purpose of bringing it up is that this is one of these orthodoxies that almost every truther believes in and I understand why. I understand the pitch. I understand the mentality. But it, to me it's a dividing line because when we're becoming skeptics, when we're going to be skeptical regarding media, no more loaded questions. No more moving the goalpost. No more smuggling a hidden premise in by deliberately ignoring information. Like, at this point, 
if you're going to contradict contrail theory, you should be able to at least explain it first. And that's where I was looking. And I'm like, look, people are telling me that these trails didn't exist when they were kids, and I'm finding charts in the 50s that these were things that were a consideration. But my point of it is, we're arriving at a philosophical posture that goes beyond believing things because they're trendy, or believing things because of bad argumentation. So it's a bit of a period of purification and quarantine. And once we're all on the same sheet, then we can, I think, expect it to metastasize. But we have to break away from any orthodoxies, and these are useful. Because we're trying to expose the firewall in the minds of all media. And it's the firewall that keeps a consensus, which prevents any kind of mass awakening. And by awakening, I mean stepping back from the screen, socially distancing from that monolithic mind control apparatus. I don't mean the false awakening of the red pillars. Now, the flat thing is, the flat earth thing is, the only, my interest in it is this. From your perspective, as a human being, you only experience it as flat and stationary. To say otherwise is to lie, is to be a curvert. You can't see it from an airplane. Your only frame of reference for believing a curve is what you've seen on a screen. You subtract that as evidence, what are you left with? So my point of it is, by not accepting their premise, you're not a denialist, you're just a non-believer. It's a bit of agnosticism. I don't know what to believe, so I'm not going to go with anything. And that is okay. They will say it's not okay. You have to accept the default until you can find something better. And I'm like, no, you can suspend judgment. Skepticism in its purest form is the suspension of judgment, deciding not to decide to believe or not. But you could even say to anyone who would call you, um, I don't know, um, very, you know, they're very disparaging to people who don't want to accept the establishment dominant worldview, cartoon, the CGI ball. But you can ask them, what's at the edge of the universe? Like, you don't know what's at the edge of the universe, yet you proceed to accept the universe as given, even though you don't have a full picture, even though there's still questions. So the difference is, we all have questions, but their questions are assumed to be much further out. They think they have a more complete picture than they do. So if anything, it's arrogance holding up their false worldview. It's ego and arrogance to not recognize that maybe I'm wrong and maybe the point where I claim to know stuff begins much closer. I can't claim to know what's at the edge of the universe. I can't claim to know it goes out that far. Immortal AI says science is continually questioning. Well, we used to, we used to believe that, but now it's science by consensus. Like, uh, they typically say 97% of climate scientists believe, therefore it's true. And that's considered to be acceptable. But maybe the 3% know something that could fundamentally alter the rest of it. And this is where we're at here. Settled science. It's settled science. You can't challenge it. Well, we have settled media. Oh, these stories have been reported. You can't challenge it. This is what I mean when I say truth or orthodoxies. There are certain things they've settled for where new evidence doesn't matter. I'm going to believe in chemtrails even though you're showing me an Appleman chart from the 50s that proves that these things are predictable. You, you cannot present to me a chart 
that would allow us to predict when the secret program is going to spray chemicals. You can't say, hey, here's a chart. They're going to spray chemtrails this week. You can't do that. Yet, I can show you a chart that will tell you when the contrails will form. So these are important things to recognize. And the fact that some people are going to cling to beliefs instead of new knowledge, that they're not going to allow the 3% to include their perspectives in. They're going to be with the settled, the orthodox. Yeah, that's fine, but we're moving away from that. And one other thing, I've been looking closely at how courts look at video and photography when it comes to considering it to be evidence. And this is all really interesting too, because people make arguments from the screen, the Im implicit authority of the screen. And that's a, another one of these areas where we have a philosophical blind spot, where we have been conditioned to accept a pathological liar as a source of truth. And it's more or less habit and conditioning. But I put on the title here, Beyond Trutherville. What's beyond it? What's beyond the gate-kept alternative explanations? What does it mean when you're stepping off world stage? It doesn't mean you know more. It means you believe less. It means you've removed a lot of things that might just be considered tantamount to superstition or delusion. You know less. You're aware of ignorance, but these are known unknowns. You know, you, you know there's something up there. We know there's more to how they do this, but we don't have specifics, but we know there's something unknown. And those question marks are key here. You know, we have questions instead of beliefs and false explanations. False explanations kill curiosity. Oh, you know it all. You know everything from here to the edge, edge of the universe. You pretty much know what's happening. No need to ask any questions. You don't, need, you don't even need a question mark. You can take it off your keyboard because all the answers have been provided. Well, that's not good enough if, if you have any kind of skepticism in you. It's not good enough um, unless you're like Truman in the Truman Show, comfortable with the script, not questioning anything. But not questioning is what gets most people into the rut of the, the box or the alt box. So what we're offering here is entirely outside of their, their box, their, um, their labyrinth. And I, I like these topics, though. I like the topics that are contentious because you can see the sleight of mind, the mental labyrinth they put people in, where you have to think your way out of it. And they have to recognize that there's a concerted effort to screw with your cognition, to put you in a state of inner turmoil. Like, there is no real anti-war. There's no anti-war movement because every anti-war movement is fully engaged in the info war. And the info war is the primary war that there is. It is the perpetual war. And it's not on, it's not like you versus this country over here. It's not us versus them in that sense. It's the elite and their incessant mind war suppression of the masses. And it's being done supposedly out of some kind of, I don't know, cynical, maybe even... Maybe even they think it's benevolent, but it's some kind of cynical ploy to keep us 
in a state of relative ignorance because we're easier to control. I think that's what we're really looking at it, looking at here is is media as world state religion, complete with mythology, superstition, and various gods to keep us all terrified, terrified to keep us in line. You don't behave, you act wicked. God's gonna flood you. You don't behave, you use up your, you use too much fossil fuels. Gaia is going to flood you. Joined by Rafal says hello everyone. Thank you for joining. Okay, I have to leave now. We'll be starting sooner um, tomorrow, and we'll probably take some more calls. I'm going to reach out to Dr. Shiva, and yeah, look, I'm I'm totally interested in interviews um, and and conversing with people and learning stuff, and obviously confronting people with these perspectives and to see how others accept or reject them. But um, we're certainly not stopping, and we are right. Like we can say this. We've been doing this long enough. Our assessment is correct. We may not know everything, but we know what not to believe. We know what premise to reject, the essential argument from authority represented by the screen. And there isn't any other platform for this. So thanks for hanging out. We will be starting uh, sooner. And the IPS Morning D program is going to likely uh, begin uh, this week. And that's the morning breakdown which will precede the evening live streams. And I have a few video projects I'm working on, so subscribe, get on the newsletter. This is Chief Crow, Auto Hoax. Thanks for joining. See you all tomorrow. This is